Hello and welcome back to All Points to Natural Health Podcast. This is Emily and this podcast is to inform you of all things natural health and to help lead you in the right direction. Today I have a very exciting topic to talk to you about. It's about giving birth in the midst of a pandemic and I'm excited to share my birth story with you. And it's something that has just been on my mind for the past month. My daughter was born March 26th of 2020. And that was a month ago. And I've been just waiting to share this story with y'all because I am so excited to just maybe give other moms out there a little bit of hope and, you know, not to be fearful, especially in times like this. Um, So just to start off, just to say, um, I hope you're all staying safe out there and that you're getting through this time and that it's a peaceful time for you and it's not a fearful or hectic time. I know that in times like this, it can seem a little scary. Um, especially with something like this that has never gone on before. Um, I know as for me and my family, we've actually been staying pretty pretty peaceful through the whole thing. I, don't, I wouldn't say we're fearful at all, um, and that's only because God. <laughs> Obviously, God is good, and He gives us that peace that surpasses all understanding. So I just pray for anybody out there that might be feeling fearful or scared during this time, that you would just know that the peace of God can fill your heart and your mind and give you that peace that surpasses all understanding, because He doesn't call us to be fearful, but He calls us to be peaceful. So, We know that if we trust in God, that we don't have to be scared of any of this stuff. Obviously, you still want to be, you know, take precautions just to be wise in that sense. You know, obviously, you're not going to go hang out with 50 people, but, you know, just to not feel the fear and just to rest knowing that everything is okay and that we will get through this. So I just want to encourage y'all with that before we get started. Um, But first and foremost, I guess I will just go ahead and start with my birth story. And just a little side note, um, I have a two and a half year old. Her name is Millie. And for her birth, I was really wanting a natural home birth, but we had a couple of issues come up with that, and I had struggled with anemia pretty badly. And um, so we decided that, you know, I couldn't really have a midwife with at a home birth, so I kept my midwife, and we just did a hospital birth with an OBGYN that came to the birth as well. Um, that birth did not end up being 100% natural. I ended up having to get an epidural and I had to get Pitocin because my body was just so exhausted. Um, So with that, I think that getting pregnant the second time, I had a lot of um, doubts and a lot of fear that I could do it um, just because of how the first birth went. I was kind of traumatized from it, I guess you could say, just because there was a lot of it that went went into it that kind of didn't happen the way that I wanted to so I really had to just surrender that to God and know that this birth was going to be a redemptive birth and I just kept saying that from the time that I got pregnant to the time that I gave birth March 26 that the Lord would bless me with the birth that I desired because the Lord does give you the desires of our heart so I just kept praying that every single day that the Lord would bless me with a peaceful, just completely natural birth with no medical intervention. Um, So I just was really adamant about praying for that every single day. And um, 
and glory to God, I, I got that. My birth was so peaceful, and it was 100% natural with no medication. Um, and I, this time around, I did um, get a midwife again, but we did have obviously some more issues with my pregnancy this time um, with anemia and just keeping my levels at where they needed to be to be able to deliver at a birth house. So I was so thankful for my midwife. Her name is Kyra Smith, and she is at the birth house in Broussard, and she just really fought for me the whole pregnancy to try to get me at the birth house, but unfortunately, my levels just weren't where they needed to be by 37 weeks. Um, But we did fight for it, and we did try. So, you know, I'm thankful for her because she really, really was an advocate for me, and she really stood up for me and just helped me to get through that time. So I really don't think I could have done it without her support. So I just want to tell her thank you for that so much. Um, So I ended up delivering at Lafayette General, and I had my OBGYN, and it's crazy how it happened because the day that I went into labor – well, not the day, the day that I was going to the hospital to deliver, he was the only doctor that was in the nurse's station right whenever I pulled up. So that's like, seriously, that's God right there. Like only God can do that. Because I mean, it was the middle of the day. It was like, I think 10 a.m. or something like that, or 11 a.m. whenever we got at the hospital and he was there. And it's like, that's so rare for a doctor to just randomly be there in the middle of the day when they have appointments at their own clinic, you know? So seriously, glory to God, because whenever I got to the hospital, I was about to push out the baby. (laughs) So to start with the birth story, it was, let's see, it was Wednesday night on the 25th of March, and it was 9 9 p.m., and I had just taken my bath. The house was an absolute disaster. I was exhausted because I had tried to clean and everything, and I had a feeling. I was like, I need to be resting right now and not doing all this, but you know, us women and moms, we just want to try to get things done. And one thing I wanted to make sure was that the house stayed clean so that I went to labor and the house was nice and clean and we didn't have to worry about that. But, you know, everything changes sometimes. (laughs) And at nine o'clock, I had my first contraction. And prior to that, since about 37 weeks, I was having a lot of Braxton Hicks. And that's basically just practice contractions. They don't really do anything to your cervix. They are just your body practicing. So I was having strong Braxton Hicks since 37 weeks. And at the time I went into labor, I was 39 weeks and I think four days. Um, So I thought, wow, this is just a really strong Braxton Hick. Well, no, it was actually contractions. So I texted my doula and I said, hey, I think I might be having contractions. So I'll keep you updated, let you know how they progress. And um, I'm going to go get some sleep and rest. Well... I didn't really get to sleep (laughs) because my contractions when they started were very strong from the beginning and I could not sleep through them at all. Usually they tell you in the beginning to sleep through your contractions so you can rest. Well, that did not happen for me. I don't know why they started out so strong. I guess it's a good thing because they were very effective contractions, but they were even like kind of all over the place. Like they were 10 minutes apart eight minutes apart, nine minutes apart. So they weren't really consistent. And so I was like, man, is this, am I in labor? This might just be prodromal labor, which is like the beginning, very, very beginning stages. They call it false labor. So it's like, I I had no idea. So I I was having contractions, trying to figure this out. And I was like, man, if this is not labor, I'm going to be so upset because these hurt. And so I was just trying to breathe through them. So 
I let my husband sleep for a little bit. I came in the living room and just really tried to relax and breathe through the contractions and, you know, just close my eyes, sit there, get in whatever position was most comfortable for me. Um, and then that was, let's see, I stayed in the living room from about 9.30 to about 3 a.m. And about 3 a.m., I went wake up Conrad and I was like, hey, I, I think I need you to come because they were getting pretty intense and I, I really needed a little bit of help because I, I was wanting to make snacks to bring with me to the hospital in case I needed to eat. And so I was like, hey, can you make me some jello? <laughs> so he was up at 3 a.m. making some jello and I was so thankful for that. So if he's, I know he's going to listen to this. So thank you for doing that for me. I love you. Um, so I was so thankful for that. And so he's making the jello at 3 a.m. and I'm having contractions. And this whole time, I'm like, my water didn't break, I didn't have bloody show, and I didn't lose my mucus plug, so I'm like, kind of feeling a little discouraged, because I'm like, is this even labor? Like, I'm going to be so upset if I'm having all of this pain, and nothing's happening. So, the contractions continue to get more and more intense as the night goes on, and I was not able to sleep. I think I maybe slept 10 minutes in between contractions, um, one 10-minute nap the whole time. And so I kept texting my doula. I was like, look, I really think that this is like, this is labor, but I'm just not sure. So she was like, well, just keep timing them. And then I'll, I'll get some sleep. And if you feel like you need me before, then obviously call. Um, but she was like, I'll come at around seven in the morning. So I was like, okay. So I kept contracting. And for me personally, getting on my hands and knees was the only position that gave me relief during contractions so like if I felt a contraction going on I don't care where I was at in the house I just got down on my hands and knees and I just went through with the contraction and so at about like I think seven o'clock seven a.m it was just like it was getting really intense so I was like I'm gonna go take a bath because I know usually women who give birth in a tub or in water, whatever, it takes away the pain like significantly. They call it an aquadural <laughs> instead of an epidural. So I went do that. My husband ran the water for me as hot as I could take it. And then um, I just relaxed. And seriously, I only got to relax in between contractions because in even in the tub, whenever I would have a contraction, I would have to flip over and get on my hands and knees. So it was just, it was actually very hard to do because I was in the tub, but the water really helped to relax me. And I feel like that was something that helped my labor to progress even more. Um, usually they say it slows labor down, but I really feel like it kind of picked mine up a little bit because as soon as I got up, that's when things really picked up. So I stayed in the tub maybe for about 30 minutes to almost an hour just laboring. And my contractions at this point were probably about six minutes apart, I'd say. Um, and then I got out and I was just like, I couldn't even think at this point. I think maybe this is when active labor starts, which is the hardest part of labor. Or maybe this was transition. I'm not sure. But I just could not think. I was like, Conrad, you're going to have to get me some clothes. I don't care what you grab. Like, just give me anything. So he got me like this long sleeve blue shirt. And it was just like a plain blue shirt. And then he got me some, some of his boxers to wear. So I was just wearing his boxers and a plain blue shirt. So I looked like, uh, I just looked homeless, let's just say. And that's what I wore to go to the hospital too. And so I'm just laboring in, in that, that outfit, you know. <laughs> and I go into the living room 
and I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to eat as much as I can, trying to stay hydrated. I had some electrolyte packets that I bought. I had uh, Conrad made me a smoothie. I was eating some Jello. I was trying to stay hydrated and fueled because giving birth naturally really is a marathon. So I was trying, and then also a side note before before I went into labor I was drinking what they call a labor day tea and it's like 28 bags of red raspberry leaf tea and that helps to kind of jump start your labor and it helps to make your contractions really effective so I was drinking that I drank that the day before I went into labor and apparently it helped and I even drank it while I was in labor because red raspberry leaf tea helps um, to strengthen your uterus it gives you more effective contractions and it also can limit the amount of postpartum bleeding and it limits your amount for hemorrhaging so I definitely was very adamant about drinking my red raspberry leaf tea and so I was drinking that during labor and let me just say it is disgusting I I hate to say it but it's just disgusting so like the whole time I'm making myself drink it I'm in pain because I'm in labor but through the whole thing I was so peaceful and so it it really was amazing um but back to the story sorry I ended up coming in the living room and the only place that was comfortable was on my knees leaning on on, like over the couch so like I was my body was like on the couch and then my bottom half was like on the floor on my knees Um, that was the only thing that was comfortable and that could keep me calm and help me to get through the contractions so at this point my doula came and um, she was just kind of watching me and Whenever I go into labor, I really don't like to be touched. So I felt so bad for Conrad and also my doula because that was like one of the ways that they wanted to help was to like touch me or, you know, help calm me down. But I seriously, like I cannot stand to be touched when I'm in labor. So Conrad couldn't do anything. My doula couldn't really do anything except give me moral support and just tell me that I'm doing a good job, which they did a good job of. And so Conrad was cleaning the house for me and getting all the bags ready, which I was so thankful for as well because I wanted the clean house and he did a great job of cleaning the house and that made me actually labor a little bit better knowing the house was clean um so that was I don't know what time that was that I went to the couch probably around nine maybe and then um around 10 45 I would say my contractions were like really really intense this is probably whenever I was in active labor which is the last stage of labor and oh my goodness, I was just in so much pain. And around 11, I started to feel the urge to push. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm still at home and I feel like I need to push. So with each contraction, I kept pushing and I was like, okay, we got to go. So my doula was like, oh my gosh, yeah, we got to go. <laughs> so we loaded up the car really quick. I'm still having really strong contractions, just trying to breathe through it and stay calm. So we get in the car and... I just remember in the core, I had this moment of just peace. Um, it was it was actually very nice because it was kind of like a little break for me. And in that time, Conrad, he was crying because he was just, I guess, excited. And then he started praying for us. And then I started praying as well. And um, still having contractions, but able to at least pray through them. And so we were just praying the whole way to the hospital. And it ser- that seriously must have moved mountains. Whenever I got to the hospital, he pulled up. And he was like, okay, I got to grab the bags. And I was like, no, you can't grab the I was like, you got to, I got to go inside. Like, you got to help me first. And he was like, no, I have to grab the bags. Because in, 
with the coronavirus, you seriously, you can't make any trips outside of the hospital. So you have to like go in and you have to stay in and you can only come out for like, I think, I don't know. It was something weird. So he was like, no, seriously, I have to get the bag. So I was like, oh my gosh, well, I'm going outside by myself. So I went inside and then sure enough, at the front door, they were there to check your temperature, to do all those crazy things to make sure that you didn't have the coronavirus. And I'm like, steady having contractions I'm in pain so I'm like leaning over this this ottoman thing in the middle of the lobby having really strong contractions I'm screaming because they hurt and everybody's just kind of watching me (laughs) and I remember one lady she was waiting to check my temperature until my contraction was done and uh she was like it's okay baby you got it you got this you can do it (laughs) so even though they needed to check my temperature they were still very encouraging which was nice it's like I had a support team the whole way to the labor and delivery floor and so they finally did all that they rolled me in the wheelchair to labor and delivery and then by the grace of God my OBGYN was there which was absolutely amazing and so the nurses put me in a room They checked me and I was eight centimeters by the time we got there. And then that was, so we got there at 11.15. And so they checked me at 11.15, I was eight centimeters. And then by 11.38, I pushed her out. So I must've went from like eight to 10 in no time. It was seriously amazing. And so I'm trying to keep calm in the the room and they're trying to hook me up to an IV, trying to do all these things and I'm like, I don't know how y'all are doing this, like, because I had to get on my hands and knees on the bed, because I was, I I needed to get some relief, so I just did my own thing, and they were just kind of working around it, and then when the doctor came in, I was still on my hands and knees, and then, oh, we also had to FaceTime with my doula in the room, so she couldn't be in the room, unfortunately, so we had to FaceTime, so that was very interesting, Um, she got to see the birth through FaceTime, so, you know, hello coronavirus, you never know what you're gonna get, Um, but I was still thankful that she could at least be there. Um, so when my doctor came in, I was still on my hands and knees and he was like, okay, look, you're going to have to flip over on your back. And I was like, dude, (laughs) you don't understand. This hurts. Like, I don't think I could flip over on my back. And he was like, no, you're going to have to flip over. So I was like, okay, let me just flip over. So I flipped over. I don't know how it must've been by the grace of God. And, um, they were, I just remember they were trying to tell me, okay, this is how you push. And I kind of remembered from Millie. And I had pushed Millie out with two pushes. And so with Nora, I was like, oh no, I am ready to get this baby out. I am ready to be done with this labor. (laughs) And so I was very determined to get her out very soon. And so they kept telling me and coaching me and telling me how to push. And by the third push, she was out. And let me just say, I definitely felt the ring of fire. That hurt so bad. Oh my goodness. I was so glad when she came out that it was all done with. So... It was, the birth itself was absolutely, even though it was very painful, it was so peaceful. And like, I relive that birth every single day. And I am so thankful that I got to experience natural birth finally, because this is something I really desired so badly. So to finally have that was just like, oh my gosh, like it was so amazing. And my husband was there like, just being so supportive and he did such a great job even though he thinks he may have not done too much to help me physically he really did just being there and telling me that I was doing a good job and even now he tells me that I was I I did awesome I was so thankful for that and just once she was born that that sense of relief that you get like all of the stress and all of the worry was just over it was done with you know 
and it, it just was amazing. And Lafayette General, the hospital over here in, in our town, was just so awesome and so supportive of, of how I wanted to birth, you know. And they were okay with me not wanting certain things. You know, it, it wasn't like a fight. And I was so thankful for that. My nurses were amazing. And we had a whole hour after the baby was born to just be with me, Conrad, and Nora. And it was so peaceful because with Millie, she ended up swallowing fluid when she came out. And they ended up taking her to the NICU. And they took her to the NICU for five days. So I didn't really get to bond with her right whenever she was born. It really, it was so traumatic for me. Like, it really was. And so I've had to heal from that and just let that go. But I I was so thankful to finally have my baby with me. And so she actually got to come to the room with us like, like normal which was so nice, and so I was just so, so grateful for that, and I I just, like, seriously, that was a dream birth, and any moms out there wanting to do a natural birth, I just encourage you, go do it, and don't be scared, and I would just say to make sure that you, you stick with it, have it in your mind from day one when you get pregnant, that you are going to do a natural birth, and you are not going to waver, and you're not going to give up, because if I can do it, seriously, you can do it too, (laughs) because yes, it does hurt, but it is, it's such a different pain that you can't even describe it, it's such a joyful pain, Um, and it's, it's so rewarding when you finally do it, oh my gosh, it makes you feel seriously like a superwoman, so I was so thankful for that, and as for the coronavirus, um, once we got into our, our, postpartum care room everything really was so peaceful um it wasn't crazy the nurses were not crazy they weren't freaking out it was very peaceful and we actually got to go home within 24 hours which is what I wanted so due to the coronavirus we actually got to leave earlier which was so nice we got to be home and it it really wasn't bad at all so anybody needing to give birth during this time I don't know what it's like now but I know for me at the time, it was very peaceful. It wasn't crazy. The only thing crazy was whenever you walked into the hospital, they had to check your temperature and do all that stuff. But other than that, I would have never known that uh, it was in the midst of a pandemic. The only thing is, obviously, we couldn't have visitors. But I think that ended up working out nicely for us anyway because it was very peaceful. Because sometimes when you have a lot of visitors, things get a little hectic and it just really kind of wears you out even more than you already are and so it was actually a blessing in disguise for us at that time obviously the coronavirus is not a blessing I'm not saying that but you know just the way that it all worked out I think it all worked out perfectly for us and I was so thankful for it and so we're just going to continue healing and I'm five weeks out right now Uh, Nora is a month old she's doing a great job Um, obviously I'm very tired (laughs) But, um, you know, when we first got home, she was only sleeping an hour at the time, at a time at night. And so I was exhausted. But now she's starting to sleep three or four hours at a time, which is so nice. And then we have, your, you know, the occasional colic and whatnot. But we're working through that. I have some um, herbal drops that I'm giving her, obviously probiotics. And then I have some stuff that I rub on her tummy as well. And all those things seem to help her. So if you're curious about what that is, feel free to message me and I can send those things to you. Um, and they're all natural because we do obviously everything natural. <laughs> um, but it was it was amazing, and I was so thankful for it. And I'm sorry that it has taken me this long to say this story, but I wanted to make sure that I, I shared everything in detail. So if you have any questions about natural birth or any questions about 
who to go to to lead you to a natural birth, feel free to message me and I'd be more than happy to point you in the right direction, whether it be with a doula or a midwife, or even if you're interested maybe in an OBGYN who is more naturally minded, feel free to message me and I can kind of tell you, you know, the resources to that. Um, But I am so happy to be back. I love doing the podcast and it is so good to finally do this again and I'm hoping to be able to stay on top of it obviously I don't know if I'll be able to do one every single week just because it's seriously crazy having two children under the age of three it's like oh my gosh it's been so stressful but we're getting through it by the grace of God so if you have any tips about how to deal with that please let me know (laughs) Um, but you know we're getting through it and Millie's adjusting well as well So, like I said, I'm happy to be back, and hopefully I can come back on next week with another podcast. Um, And if you have any ideas on topics that you'd like to hear, please message me because I'm I'm open to to your suggestions as well. So, thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to it. If you have listened to it this far, I really appreciate it. Please like it, share it, subscribe. If you think anybody needs to hear this message or you feel like, they're interested in natural birth and they just need a little bit of encouragement, feel free to send it to them. I'm all about positive birth stories and sharing the positive things of birth and the positive things of pregnancy because it helps other women to feel more empowered as well. So thank you so much, guys. I look forward to talking with y'all again. And as always, stay healthy and be blessed. Y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for listening.